Okay, welcome back to the Golf Preview Podcast, RJ Bell's Dream Preview. My name is Will Doctor, alongside James Ledbetter, and it's Sony Open Week at Wallaway Country Club, uh, which is the third oldest PGA Tour venue behind Colonial and Pebble Beach. And of course, that is located in the great state of Hawaii as the tour completes the Hawaiian swing to start the season. I talked last week about how guys like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas owned uh, the Hawaii swing, but now... Cameron Smith joins the conversation after he wins the Century Tournament of Champions uh, in record-breaking fashion, and he adds that to his Hawaiian Swing Trophy collection since he had already won uh, the Sony Open back in 2020. Led it was a historic week in Kapalua. Uh, what do we have in store at the Sony this week? Yeah, so it is the first full field event of 2022. Will, I just want to you know congratulate you on a solid week last week. I went. Ofer, um, so I'm going to be eating ramen uh, every meal this <laughs> week. Um, between that result and the Pats losing, it was a uh, it was a tough it was a tough weekend for me. But uh, yeah, you had a couple uh, head to head hits and uh, some top tens and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I had Berger over Hovland um, and Spieth over Answer. I'm kind of going to continue the uh, fading Abraham Answer trend. Uh, you know, Spieth didn't even play that well, but luckily he he got that one for me. He did not hit my uh my top 10 pick to place uh bet but then i hit justin thomas top 10 patrick cantley top 10 so um you know about four out of the you know seven picks hit was a little upset my best bet and speed top 10 didn't hit but um you know he just had a kid what are you gonna do yeah all right so good week here let's we're getting into the sony open um like we said first full field event of 2022 uh, we'll, you know, look out for those Corn Ferry graduates uh, that will be eligible to play this week. We are playing Wiley Country Club. It's a 7,044-yard par 70 Seth Rayner design. Similar to last week in the sense that it has Bermuda grass, tees, fairways, and greens. Um, also similar to Kapalua, the course tends to play pretty firm. I can remember over the last couple of years, you know, this is a placement golf course, but just in terms of guys hitting hybrids and woods and irons off the tee and getting kind of, you know, 15, 20 yards plus of rollout. Um, like I said, in terms of the course layout, this isn't like Kapalua where you're just, you know, hitting driver as far as you can. This is going to be a lot more placement, a lot. Uh, I think it's going to uh, lean to the accurate drivers this week rather than the bombers. Um, you know, Maybe a guy like, oh, so Bryson's not actually playing with the wrist injury. He might have been able to take advantage of it and, you know, take it over bunkers that no one can, no one could. But there's kind of dog legs and bunkers set up in these fairways where, you know, you have to, everyone has to kind of hit to the same spot. So in that sense, you know, we're going to lean towards the, the better iron players just because, um, you know, they're not going to be playing from 20 yards back. Everybody's going to be hitting it uh, to that same spot. So, Short golf course, narrow fairways, tricky rough. One of the, uh, not complaints, but one of the things that a lot of the players find tricky is when you do hit it in that kind of Bermuda rough, catching those flyers. Uh, we do have very small greens as well. So um, one of the, just like Kapalua, Cap one of the real defenses of the course is the wind. Will, you're the weatherman there. We are looking for under 10 miles per hour kind of in that area. 
all week. Perfect weather uh, all week. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to a winning score at the end of the podcast. But, uh, you know, I have this thing going down in record-setting fashion this week. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful okay. weather in Honolulu. So the average winning score over the past 10 years is 19 under par. One thing to look at, some of the guys we were fading last week going to Kapalua um, was just based upon they hadn't played that much. So eight of the last 10 winners played the week before. Now, obviously, that has to do with the fact that, you know, these are some of the more elite players. They're eligible to play in a tournament where, you know, you needed to win an event the season prior to play in it. But also the fact that I think it's big to just get a, you know, whether it's like Kevin Na last year, he finished dead last in uh, in the tournament champions and then went on to win the uh, the Sony. So obviously knocked the rust off pretty quickly there. Um Going back to last year, like we talked about, Kevin Na won at 21 under par, highlighted by its Saturday 61. This is one of the fun courses on tour, you know, whether it be a Greenbrier or, um, you know, uh, John Deere Classic, one of those tournaments where we could definitely see some 59 watches, especially if the wind holds off and we do have those softer conditions. Uh, you know, just recapping that event last year, Kevin Na won. Joaquin Neiman, Chris Kirk finished one shot back at 20 under, and then Mark Leishman and Brendan Steele finished tied fourth, two shots back. Well, just kind of a bit of a review. Ne- uh, Joaquin Neiman got off to an unbelievable start last year. He lost in a playoff to Harris English at the Century Tournament Champions, then led through three rounds here. Somehow, you know, Joaquin Neiman didn't win last year, so he wasn't even eligible to play last week. What do you really think of him? Uh, just skipping the Hawaii swing when he led six out of the eight rounds, it seems a bit odd. I don't know if he's injured or kind of what's going on there. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is either. Um, I know he played, uh, you know, in, in Vegas, uh, you know, in the fall, but yeah, I don't think he, uh, I don't think he, you know, I, I think as far as how his past results here dictate his scheduling. Uh, you know, I think he played a pretty busy fall schedule. So maybe mm. waiting, waiting a little bit to get the season started since he wasn't in the tournament of champions. Um, I haven't heard of any injuries, but uh, we'll keep you posted on that. And you would just think just given the, fa- I mean, he led out of the Hawaii swing, he led six of the eight rounds. Yeah. You would think, uh, you know, a guy who's going to be a top five favorite, uh, who the hell knows, you know, COVID obviously ramping yeah. uh, it's, all over. It's, so. it's interesting now how these guys set up their schedules because I mentioned this uh, a couple times over the past weeks when we were just talking about like the prep these guys did in the fall. Uh, you know, some of them are trying to build a heavier fall schedule to get their FedEx point ranking up before uh, the Christmas break so they can take, you know, December, January, February, you know, off up until kind of the majors come back into play. So we'll see. I don't, I need to check if he's in the field next week at the at Pebble beach. I know he's not going to the Saudi international. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I'm just glad, you know, we got the PJ tours officially back. No, no more of those 30, 40 tournament, uh, 30, 40 player tournaments. Uh, we got a full field this week. So let's yeah. just get into those favorites starting with um, Cameron Smith at nine to one. Fresh off a win last week, shooting 34 under at Kapalua to beat uh, John Rahm by one. Cam was 14 to one heading into last week. Uh, Obviously, a little bit stronger field, but less players. So I think obviously we're, you know, seeing a little bit of a transfer from that number from 14 to one to nine to one this week based on, you know, how well he played. Uh, 
a lot of people like from this week, and that's being uh, shown, obviously, in the number. Now, I know Cam is a past champion here. He won here in 2020, but this seems too good to be true for him to go, I think, back-to-back out of the gates here. As you remember, Kapalua versus Wailai could not be more polar opposites in terms of course layout. Kapalua is wide open, while Wailai, you know, is a tree-line, tight, rough, dog leggy type course you're going to have to be in the fairways this week to compete um and as we know cam is really a great iron player in a world-class short game the one probably achilles heel he'd have with his game would be the driver and more just directionally rather than distance um so just think about how well a kapalua would have set up for him uh in terms of the fact that you know you can spray it a little bit and still be hitting those fairways last week he picked up over six shots on the field uh, on the greens alone. And, uh, you know, just a little statistic to back up kind of the, the squirrely driver. He barely averages over 60% of fairways, but with last week's Kapalua soft wide fairway setup, he, uh, he hit over 75% of those fairways. So, um, I think him hitting 75% of the fairways, not really sustainable. So really in terms of the, the three, I kind of have a couple reasons here for fading cam this week. First of all, nine to one, I think it's a little bit too pricey. Well, we normally tend to shy away from the uh, tournament favorites. Um, One of the things we talked about is when you win on one of those shootout courses, this is not like winning on Innisbrook nine under, and then you're going to play us open next week. It's really hard to go back to back on tour, but it's also really hard to go back to back on shootout type courses. Realistically, will you know, we could see the winning score of this event go, you know, 25, even 30 under again, if it's soft. So he's going to have to be going 60 plus under over a two event span with probably some regression coming with the putter. So another reason to fade him um, is just the driver. I don't think he drives it straight enough to contend on a course like Wiley. So uh, for that reason, I'm out on Cameron Smith at uh, nine to one. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fading him as well this week, uh, especially in the head-to-head section. So we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, great work there. On to Webb Simpson at 12-1. to I've already seen Webb in so many lineups this week, which is no surprise uh, being that uh, this is one of those venues where hitting fairways is such a premium. But as the end of... As of the end of last season and the 2021 fall season, Webb Simpson has not been nearly in command of his tee shot um, as much as everyone is accustomed to. to you know, to the end of the 2021 season, he lost about two and a half shots to the field off the tee at the Northern Trust in BMW. And then fast forward to the fall season, and he loses about half a shot to the field off the tee uh, en route to a miscut at the Shriners, where I'm pretty sure I had him have to look back. Uh, but uh, also lost nearly two shots to the field off the tee at the CJ Cup a week later. Uh, did manage to have a phenomenal week around the greens and on the greens at the, at the CJ. But uh, if Webb, uh, you know, Webb won't be hanging around the final group on Sunday here while if he continues uh, to hit the tee shot uh, this way. That being said, Webb has not finished outside the top five in this golf tournament since 2017. And prior to that, he had finished outside the top 20 since 2012. So uh, has a consistent long history here at Sony. Um, and, you know, every time he's come here in years past, you know, there, there, there's been, you know, only about two years where, you know, he's driven it poorly, uh, you know, but 
it's in contrast to how poorly he's driven it lately. Uh, you know, Webb hasn't lost shots at the Sony since two years before the U S open in 2010. So been a super long time. I have a feeling that Vegas is seeing Webb's recent issues with this driver uh, because a web top 20 ticket here this week is minus 125, which seems like a great price for someone who hasn't finished outside the top 20 here since, like I said, 2012. Uh, you know, his top 10 price is plus 160. I believe that taking that top 20 ticket is a way safer play uh, with the question marks with this driver. Yeah, and I just think 12 to 1 is a little steep for a guy who hasn't really won in a while. Will, like you talked about, this is a course. Um, you know, there's some definite guys that love this course in terms of they come back every year, no matter what. Uh, he's made the past 11 out of 11 cuts, seven past seven starts, top 20s. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of a comeback year for Webb, just in terms of fact he didn't win last year. Uh, in terms of recent form, tied 14th at the CJ Cup, tied 8th at the RSM Classic, so has a little bit going for him. It might be a little bit too much to ask for him to win at 12-1, to 1, but definitely see him in some picks to place for sure. Um, moving into our next guy, Bryson DeChambeau. We have breaking news here. He is out with a wrist injury. Um, uh-oh. Are the injuries Are the injuries starting? Are the, you know, everybody said, yeah. eh, can your body sustain that? Um, just going back to last week, a little recap. And before we had the news of him not playing, I actually loved him just for the fact that he lost three strokes off the tee last week and still had a decent week, you know, kind of finishing in the middle of the pack. Um, actually, his irons were uh, really good last week. But in terms of I was really hoping, you know, he gets the driver back on track. You know, this is one of those courses where, you know, if you have 30, 40 yards on everyone, doesn't really matter if you're in the fairways that much. You know, he can do what he did at wing foot kind of situation. But we won't spend too time, uh, too much time on Bryson because he is not playing. Uh, hopefully he uh, gets healthy and uh, gets back at it soon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have a Zion-like season, led. you know? Yeah, that would uh, – yeah. Well, well, we don't want to jump the ship. Here, no, you know, no, 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 no. But, uh, you know – He's looking he's, pretty lean. I don't think he's going to uh, be pulling uh, a full he, Zion. He, he, he keeps gaining, and, you know, the, the, the injuries will start to unfold here. There's no doubt about it. Uh, on to Mark Leishman at 16-1. to 1. Uh, And, you know, now seems like a great time to bring up how well uh, all the Aussies played last week. Capilouto led. Uh, Smith got the win. Matt Jones uh, comes in third, and Leishman came in 10th. And, you know, it's nothing surprising for Leishman. He's really been trending in the right direction, um, especially when the fall season con- concluded – Finished fourth at Fortnite, third at Shriners, and then top 20 finish in Houston uh, back in November. As far as Leishman's results in the past years at Sony um, are concerned, it's either been a top five finish um, or outside the top 20 finish for Leishman um, at Sony in 12 starts here, fourth last year, 28th and 23rd and 19th, and then 47th and 19th, uh, or in 2018. My, my apologies. So it's just been. Um, a roller coaster here, which makes it impossible for me to bet on Leishman here this week. Uh, due to great recent results, I'll look more towards Leishman in the head-to-heads possibly. Uh, you know, he's driven the ball well enough uh, here recently to compete, so I will give him that. Yeah, and I just don't really like the number this week at 16-1. I think that's a little bit pricey. But moving into our next guy, Sung J M at 18-1. to 1. 
Sungjae is second in strokes gained in his last 50 rounds coming into this week. His last couple starts are eighth place at Kapalua, tied 19th at the Houston Open, tied ninth at the CJ Cup, and a win at the Shriners. Sungjae has been, you know, playing very consistently of late, uh, you know, based on those past couple of results I've been talked about. Um, he's another guy that won't have to knock the rust off uh, like a lot of guys in the field will have to do this week. You know, some guys are not playing since, you know, September, November time. Um, the fact that Sungjae, not only did he play last week, he had a top 10, but in terms of the fact, I think that's huge. Uh, well, as you know, I think it's kind of underrated uh, – Golf being one of the sports where it's, you know, takes you a while to get back into the swing of things, especially to the point, too, um, where we have this is going to, you know, we're expecting a shootout. You can't just like shoot 40 on the front nine of your first round on, you know, of 2022 and expect to be there late on Sunday. You're just going to have way too much ground uh, to make up. So the fact that uh, Sungjae played last week should be coming out of the gates firing. Uh, I do like him. In terms of course history, he's made the cut all three times here and is coming off back-to-back top 25s at Sony. So I love Sungjae this week at 18-1. to Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Led. Uh, had him last week as my dark horse to top five at plus 330. Look, you know, finished eighth place at 24 under. If you told me that, you know, at the beginning of the week, I'd have told you he's going to finish in the top five and, and that, that bet would have cashed, um, you know. This guy's proven that he can play 35 events a year and can top 25 in all of them. Yeah, uh, I believe he he led the birdies stat last year. Granted, he played like 87 events, but uh, you know, still got the still got the dub. But just going back to last week, um, I saw a couple PJ Tour players on Twitter like defending the golf course, like, "Oh, if there's no wind and it's soft, like we're gonna tear it up." Because you know, some people were upset. I'll put myself in that group in terms of shooting 33, 34, 35 under. Um, if that's going to be the case and you are going to have these par fives that are averaging like 4.1, you know, just make them par fours, make it a par 70. Yeah. I just feel like it becomes a little bit too much of a, put- I think the issue is it just becomes too much of a putting contest when, uh, you know, Cameron Smith, one of the best putters on tour, not surprising he won Rom up there as well. But in terms of the fact that, if bad shots aren't getting penalized like they should be, it's just a you know might as well just go to Pirates Cove and you know see who can, uh, yeah. can go low out there. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of your thoughts on it's a little <clears throat> bit goofy, I think, going that low. Yeah, when absolutely. You're, when I, you're breaking the PGA Tour, sorry, when you're breaking the PGA Tour scoring record and finishing third, there's some sort of issue going on. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think you you bring up the best and only point on the resolution at, at, at especially Kapalua, um, which is there's no reason that it should be a par 73. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. no reason it, at all. Just, um, you know, you with know, technology. In the there doesn't system. need to be a par 73 golf course in the PGA Tour. Uh, that's the bottom line. I on, to, uh, on to Corey Connors at, uh, at 18 to 1. Corey Connors might be my favorite player at the Sony Open this week simply because no one, you know, has heard of Corey Connors missing a fairway since 2019. Now, you may ask where have the result, where, where have the results uh, been? And he's been consistently in the middle of the pack uh, since he's finished 15th at the Open in, in July. Five top 25 finishes since then. Uh, one of those was a top 10 finish at the Northern Trust before the end of the season last year. Um, 
you know, his putting has held him back from seeing more consistent top 10 finishes and possibly even a couple more wins. Uh, he's lost strokes on the greens in 11 of his last 14 events. And the good news is most of those events were not on Bermuda grassland. He loses the least amount of strokes when he's putting on Bermuda. I love Corey Connors this week. I'll be looking to expose whoever he is matched up against in the head to heads uh, could be uh, multiple tickets on Corey Connors this week. Yeah, like you talked about, last three starts here, 39th, 12th, and a third, obviously kind of trending in the right direction in that sense. And then coming off nine consecutive top 40s, that's, you know, mostly based around his ball striking, and that's what we're going to look for this week. Um, so moving into our next guy, Abraham Answer, 22 to 1. As we know, Abraham is one of the most well-rounded players on tour. He's 11th off the tee, 23rd approach, and 6th in putting in his last 50 rounds. One of the concerns we have is he just doesn't really get across the line uh, too often in terms of winning. Uh, his only win coming at the WGC in Memphis. Uh, going back to last week, not exactly, um, you know, probably not the course setup he wanted. Granted, he did hit 50 of the 60 fairways, but that's because they are pretty much, uh, you know, runways out there. But, you know, came 34th out of 40 guys. In terms of recent play, he had a tied 7th at the Mayakoba, tied 14th at the CJ Cup, but not much in terms of course history here, surprisingly. In fact, he actually missed the cut here last year. So I do like the player. I think it's a little pricey at 22 to 1. He's kind of in that now range where I'm going to look for him to get kind of those 30s before I start, uh, you know, bringing him back in the mix. We might need to hold off a little longer on him, but um, yeah, he's a pass for me this week at 22 to one. That is uh, Abraham answer moving into our next guy, doc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on answer. He's a, a, a pass and a fade this week. Uh, you know, when a guy like him comes to Sony, not driving it particularly well uh, for a guy who's, you know, short game is praised. It's been a, it's been a tough, uh, it was a tough fall and, and, of course, a tough opening to the 2022 spring season just around the greens. Not a stat I, I look at too much, but, when he, you know, he's missing a lot of greens and he's not converting a lot of them. So uh, it's a fade Abraham answer week uh, for sure at the Sony. Russell Henley at 22 to 1. I almost like Russell Henley as much as I like Corey Connors this week. I should like him more being that Russell Henley is a past champion of the Sony Open. Uh, this was the side of his first PGA Tour victory back in 2013. But since 2016, it's been a mixed bag of results of Wale uh, for Henley. Miscut in 16, 13th and 17. Miscut in 18, 66th and 19. And then, um, you know, miscut here, uh, 2020, and then took 11th uh, here last year. So make of that what you will. It makes it extremely tough from a betting perspective. Uh, do I think Russell Henley is going to miss the cut at the Sony this year? Absolutely not. Uh, because as far as his recent play is concerned, uh, he put up some very solid starts before uh, the PGA Tour Christmas break. Finished seventh in Houston, 22nd at the RSM. He's driven the ball well, but the only question mark for Henley is the putting. He's lost about a shot per tournament on the greens over his last five events. The good news led is, you know, he's had a great, he had a great week on the greens in Houston and at the RSM, both and both venues have Bermuda greens. Yeah, yeah. And just looking at how he sets up this course, this is the dream course set up for him. Like we talked about, we want accurate drivers. He's 17, 17th on the PJ Tour, hitting uh, 69% of the fairways. Nice. Uh, in terms of 
what he does, the his best part of his game, he is first approach in his last 50 rounds. So, you know, best iron player realistically in the, in the field. Uh, and honestly, the way I saw this course setting up and like we talked about, well, when we are being squeezed off the tee and it doesn't matter if you're hitting a three wood or a three iron, you have to hit it to a direct spot. You might as well look like every single hole is a par three, right? And the fact that he's first approach, I think, gives him an advantage over every guy in the field. Like you talked about, bit of a mixed bag here with some mixed cuts, but does two, does have two top 15s in his last four starts. So um, I am not playing Russell Henley this week, but if you can find him at a decent number, I don't mind it at all. Um, moving into our next guy, Hideki Matsuyama, 22 to 1. The reigning Masters champ is 15th off the tee and fifth approach in his last 50 rounds. Going back to last week, Hideki hit 59 out of 72 greens and really put it, put on a clinic with the irons. Um, one of the things that was more surprising is he actually lost strokes off the tee. He's one of the better drivers out there, and he looks to get that back on track this week. The start previous to the Century Tournament Champions was a win for him at the Zozo Championship, uh, but the thing we always bring up is the putter. Uh, shocker, Hideki lost strokes on the greens last week. <laughs> In terms of course history, though, He's five for five in terms of making the cut here and has had top 20s in his last two starts. So Hideki is one of those guys that he can kind of putt mediocre and win. Um, I did see a stat that said, uh, I believe, out of the kind of out of the last 10 events or out of the last 10 times they've had this tournament, the average uh, strokes gain putting metric was like around fifth or sixth. So you normally do have to putt here, putt well here to win. So for that reason, I am not going to play Hideki at 22 to one, but may look at him him in some head to heads because he's hitting the iron so well. Yeah, I have nothing on uh, on Hideki Matsuyama this week. Uh, you know, taking him nor fading him. Um, you know, didn't see much on the boards, um, and I don't have much of an opinion on him this week. I, I just I'm just staying away. Bottom line, on to Kevin Nod, 25 to one. This is a great setup uh, for the defending champion. Uh, repeating here, you know, it's not impossible. Jimmy Walker did it back in 2014, 2015, but Kevin Na has been driving it pretty poorly uh, for some time now as he's lost shots off the tee uh, to the field in seven of the last eight events he's played in dating back to August. Uh, and, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible to come to Wale with a bad driving record and win when Jimmy Walker won his first Sony Open 2014, he had lost five shots off the tee at Kapalua the week before. Um, he did find his driver the next week, picking up four and a half shots off the tee. And that's exactly what Kevin Na is going to have to do this week. I'm going to continue to say uh, that there's a great deal of incentive for, in, incentive, uh, for Kevin Na this year. He was so close to qualifying uh, for the Ryder Cup at the end of last year and came up uh, just short, you know, after finishing third at the Tour Championship. If you don't remember, a win would have likely put him, uh, you know, put him on the team, not saying he'd been the best fit, but I don't think Stricker would have had much of a choice. Uh, the good news here is that the president's cup is in September um, and, and, you know, a perfect place for him to get a big boost in those points is Wale. It's, you know, it's a place like Henley, like Webb Simpson, um, you know, even, even a guy like Corey Connors who, you know, you know, circles the Sony open week with a red marker um, every year. I think the bad news uh, for now this week is out of all the favorites we've discussed, there's probably no one driving it worse than him. Um, 
you know, I, I, I think that's really going to have to get better as the week goes on, but I'll be looking, you know, uh, Kevin Nasway in a couple of my head to heads. Yeah. And he's a pass for me. Uh, he is 20th tee to green and first around the green. So he is chipping very well. It seems like, you know, even at the FedEx cup finals there, he was, uh, chipping everything in or chipping everything to a, a to a foot. Um, he did have tied 13th last week at Kapalua. I think he was one of those guys who probably got away with a little bit of the squirrely driver because it's a little more forgiving out there. So yeah, at 25 to one, you know, it's hard to see Kevin Nahn going back to back in terms of, you know, winning last year's well, that doesn't happen too often. So that's no. a pass, but let's just move right into those head to heads here. Um, I'm going to go first with Webb Simpson over Cam Smith plus 115. And, you know, like we talked about, there's just a couple guys who absolutely love this golf course. Kevin Na being one of them, Webb Simpson being one of them. 11 out of 11 cuts of this event, past seven starts, all top 20s. Uh, this might be one of those weeks where Cam Smith, you know, throws up a 72 or a first round and kind of just checks out <laughs> for the rest of the season where I think Webb has a lot to prove this year um, coming off a year where he hasn't, you know, didn't win. He's he's him and DJ kind of couple those guys with something to prove in terms of not, uh, not hoisting as many trophies as they, as they should have. Webb is an accurate driver of the golf ball. Great second shot player. I just think the course fits Webb better. Um, Yes, I know Cam did win here in the past, but from what I've heard, it was kind of an outlier year in terms of the way the course played. So looking at a little bit different of a golf course this week. So yeah, Webb Simpson over Cam Smith plus 115. And just adding on that a little bit, I think Cam is going to take a little bit of a step back with the putter. You know, it's just really hard to go 34 under and back it up with a even a 25 under or something, which... Might finish tight eighth here. Yeah, <laughs> so no. uh, moving into our next one, it's Harris English over Ter Taylor Gooch plus 105. Um, Gooch hasn't had a top 15 in his four starts at Wiley. It's actually hard to believe he's even been, you know, had four starts at Wiley. He's so under the radar for so many years. Yes, he did win recently at the RSM, but I think let's pump the brakes a little bit for us to favor him over a guy who realistically could have won five plus times last season. He was in, it seems like, I mean, eight to nine kind of final groups. I remember he, uh, he blew up at the WGC in Memphis. Uh, he did get across the finish line at places like Travelers and stuff like that. But Harris is 21st tee to green, 16th in putting. Absolute love that combo for this week. Those stats should set up really nicely for Wiley. And then it's it's realistically just more about price. I, I see Harris English is more valuable than the Taylor Gooch. So I'm getting that plus money at plus 105. So for my two head-to-heads, Webb Simpson over Cam Smith plus 115 and Harris English over Taylor Gooch plus 105. Yeah. For my head to heads, first one we have here, Corey Connors over Mark Leishman at minus 105. And I just wrapped up how much I love Corey Connors and the favorites. You can't ask for a better driver of the golf ball while And I just want to reemphasize, you know, how, how his, how his game is trending coming into the Sony 17th at Sanderson farms, 22nd at RSM and fifth at the GV shootout, you know, for whatever you know that event is worth. Um, and Connors over Leishman, you know, in my opinion is the perfect spot to make money on Connors. Um, and you're not giving up anything as far as value is concerned. Second one I have is Webb Simpson over Cameron Smith at plus plus one forty. and talk about Cameron Smith being overpriced this week. It's an absolute joke. 
I don't care how well he played in Kapalua or what records were broken. I'm hammering Webb Simpson in this spot over Cameron Smith. Um, you know, there's a couple question marks regarding Webb's T-ball, but he always seems to come to this event and find his rhythm, much like the Wyndham and the RSM. This is one of those weeks that Webb for sure has circled on the calendar. Uh, third head-to-head is going to be Kevin Na over Taylor Gooch at minus 110. Uh, I'm right with Led here. Uh, you know, I think we got to pump the brakes on, on, on Taylor Gooch. This is the exact spot that I want to bet Kevin Na in. Uh, because of this matchup, he's facing a young PGA Tour winner who's overpriced due to recent success. Of course, won the RSM. Uh, Gooch did before the you know the Christmas break. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, he has not been consistent enough with the tee ball to take down Kevin Na in a spot like this. He's lost shots off the tee to the field in seven of his last thirteen events. And if you think that's going to be good enough to beat defending champion Kevin Na, Wally, you got another thing coming. You see, like like Webb Simpson, this is one of those events for Kevin Na that, you know, he, he's just going to play good here year after year. Trust me. Trust me. My last head-to-head is going to be Russell Henley over Abraham Answer at minus 110. And I told you that Russell Henley was my second favorite player in the field this week behind Corey Connors. Um, and it was like my birthday led when I saw the matchup between Russell Henley and Abraham Answer pop up because last week we successfully faded Abe Answer against Jordan Spieth. Spieth really didn't even play well, but there are a few trends that starting to stick out with answer. You know, answer did not drive the ball. Well, last week, lost two and a half strokes to the field off the tee at Kapalua. And you look at the last seven events for answer and he's losing an average of two shots to the field per event around the green. So the fact of the matter is Abraham answer not playing good golf from Tita green and we're fading him again this week. This time it's going to be against Russell Henley. So, Led by four head-to-heads, Corey Connors over Mark Leishman at minus 105. Webb Simpson over Cameron Smith at plus 140. Kevin Na over Taylor Gooch at minus 110. And Russell Henley over Abe Answer at minus 110. Yeah, that's a great number. You had Webb Simpson over Cam Smith one plus, plus 140. I saw it at plus 115, but that even makes it even tastier uh at that where did you remember where you found that yeah yeah that's that's on bet mgm bet mgm awesome awesome all right so moving moving into our picks to place i had russell henley top 10 plus 350 like we talked about everyone's uh gonna be playing from the same spot i get the best iron player in the last 50 rounds one of the best drivers on tour almost hitting 70 percent of fairways bit of a mixed bag here uh, in terms of his results, two top 15s in his last four starts at this course. Yes, we do have a couple missed cuts, but, uh, you know, I think it's realistic to see him right there late on Sunday. At So, Russell Henley, top 10, plus 350. Absolutely love that. And there, like we talked about with YLI, of courses for courses, a guy that should have a statue out front like Dirk's going to have at the uh, Mavs Arena Charles Howell, top 20, plus 260. Uh, Charles Howell owns this golf course and owns this event. He has played this event 20 times. He has made the cut 20 times. He's finished top 10 here 10 times and has four other top 20s. The only thing we would kind of worry about is recent form. Not much. In his last start, he did have a tied 16th at the RSM. Um, So there is a little bit of recent form to speak of. The fact that we're getting him at that juicy of a number, uh, top 20 plus 260 for Charles Howell, I absolutely love, and it's hard to pass up. 
I'm with you, Len. Um, you know, I, I have, uh, you know, I'll, I'll start it off by saying uh, I have Charles Howell top 20 and plus 220 as well. Um, that is such a great look. Uh, highly advised, highly advised. Uh, so let's get started with my picks. And place. Well, one, yeah, one thing ahead. I want to say, um, I found Charles Howell top 20 plus 260 on uh, DraftKings. So beautiful. People look into that Beautiful. One. Uh, yeah, 20 starts, 20 cuts made, you know, finished top 10, 50% of the time and seated up here. Charles Howell, the third top 20 plus 220 to be my first pick to place. Uh, next one here is Aaron Rye, top 40 at plus 110. Now, you might be asking me, who the hell is Aaron Rye? Uh, well, Aaron Rye, two-time winner over the European Tour, slowly breaking through here in the States. What an outstanding, consistent fall season. He had 15th in my COVID, 19th at the Houston Open, 16th at the RSM, heading into the Christmas break in late November. Let me tell you what I love about Aaron Rye at the Sony Open this week. This guy is an excellent, excellent driver of the golf ball. I believe Sony is a perfect venue for him. Don't let me forget that he's also been a machine with his approach shots, averaging two and a half shots better than the field with his approaches in the last five events. Getting this guy at plus money to finish in the top 40 this week is a ticket you're going to be all over. Uh, so second one is going to be Aaron Rye, top 40, and plus 110. My next one's Brendan Steele, top 40, at plus 110. And we're seeing uh, more plus money for a guy who has not only hit every single fairway that he sees, well, that, that you know, is such a good driver of the golf ball um, and has also had incredible success here over the last two years. Came in fourth year um, at the Sony last year and the year before it came in second. So, I believe he's kind of found another honey hole um, on the PGA Tour because before 2020, he hadn't come to this event since 2011. Uh, It's a a great venue for Steele because, um, you know, in the last 20 events, he's picked up at least um, a shot on average off the tee. So extremely good driver to golf by. I love Brendan Steele, top 40, a plus 110. And then uh, finally, we have Seamus Power, top 20 at plus 170, and my prediction for a breakthrough player of the year um, on the PGA Tour was Seamus Power. He's had a phenomenal start to a 2022 campaign, uh, 21st at the Shriners, 12th at Bermuda, 11th at Mayakoba, 4th at the RSM, and, of course, 15th last week of the century. And this is a guy who uh, won his first PGA Tour event at Barbasol last year and is driving the ball well enough to potentially win the golf tournament this week. But I love a top 20 ticket uh, based off the value we're getting. Plus, plus 170 for a guy who has finished inside the top 20 in four of his last five starts on tour and has picked up shots off the tee compared to the field um, in five of his last six starts. Um, you know, so in my opinion, it's been a rough track record. Well, the fact is it's been a rough track record for power at the Sony. I think it improves for years to come. So, uh, my four picks to place are Aaron Rye, top 40, plus 110. Brendan Steele, top 40, plus 110. Seamus Power, top 20, at plus 170. And Charles Howell, the third, uh, top 20 at plus uh, 260. You saw it, right, Led? Yes. Yep, yeah. plus 260. Charles Howell, the third, uh, top on 20. Rankings. Yeah, plus 260. Uh, Led, let's move into the dark horses. Yep, and for my dark horse... A lot of you are going to be thinking, does this guy still play golf? His name is Jim Furyk, and I'm looking for him in a top 20 
plus 450. Yes, he does still play golf. In fact, he had four top 50s in a row last season, got on a little bit of a roll there. Um, now, I'm picking Jim Furyk strictly because of uh, course setup. Once again, it's not like he's going to be 30 yards behind these guys. He might be hitting driver to get to the same spots that a lot of guys are going to be hitting irons. But, you know, one of the best iron players of our generation uh, in terms of, you know, sticking it close to the hole. And I really think he can do well here. He's one of the few guys on tour, you know, maybe like a Steve Stricker whose game age is like fine wine. You know, I'm not sure if he's on the TV 12 system. But uh, you would think so in terms of even going back to last year on the Champions Tour. I know guys always go, you know, they turn 50 and they go and kind of come out of the gates pretty hot. He had three wins on the, uh, on the Champions Tour last season, including the U.S. Senior Open. So we'll get to see him this, this year. Um, where's the U.S. Open at this year, Will? Yes, it was at Brookline this year. That's right, at Brookline. So, but honestly, you know, I did a little TB12 joke there, but – compare him in a Tom Brady to a Tom Brady in the sense that, you know, his games never really relied on speed or power to get the job done. So besides a few wrinkles in his game, he really hasn't changed that much in terms of what he's looking to do out there. And like we talked about, I think course experience and guys who have done well on this course are at an advantage. So, you know, I can see it well in terms of, you know, sometimes you got to see it in your brain, him, uh, you know, may not necessarily host, uh, hoisting the trophy, you know, 151, you know, might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle there. But at uh, top 20 plus 450, Jim Furyk, uh, you know, he did used to even wear Hawaiian shirts uh, as part of his kind of yeah. as part of his get up. I believe they were Reese's Hawaiian shirts. I remember he used to get the he had the Reese's logo on there. That was a while back. But honestly, Couple wins last season on the Champions Tour has done well in the in in a few um, in a few. There's even guys like Jerry, you know, uh, I believe it's Jerry Kelly playing this week, so you know might be able to uh, come out there and do some damage. So Jim Furyk, top twenty plus four fifty, absolutely love him this week for my dark horse. Not an overly tough walk for Jimmy either this week. No, uh, oh my God, know, flat so. as can be, flat yeah. as can be. T box is close to the greens. Um, I yes. love it. Like, great work. Great work. My dark horse this week for Sony is going to be Keith Mitchell, top 20, plus 330. Uh, you want to talk about another automatic driver with the golf ball? Keith Mitchell is your guy. Uh, he's picking up an average of two and a half shots off the field compared to the field. Or, yeah, compared to uh, compared to those fields in his last 20 events, which is such a great recipe for success at a course like this, like we've said the entire show. Um, his recent results, a bit of a roller coaster, came in third at the CJ Cup in late October, then 12th um, at the RSM on his home soil uh, before the PGA Tour Christmas break. Sprinkled in a couple of missed cuts in between those two starts. Uh, but I don't think there's a better dark horse look this week than Keith Mitchell, uh, top 20 at plus 330. Love it. So let's get into those picks to win. Um, one of them I went over earlier, Sung J M, 18 to 1, second in strokes gained coming into uh coming into this week in his last 50 rounds. Really been scoring well. Uh just going back last couple starts here, eighth place at Kapalua, 19th Houston Open, top 10 at CJ, and then a win at the Shriners. The Shriner is gonna be pretty comparable score-wise. You know, he's Sungjae's not, not afraid to make birdies, not afraid to go low. This could be 25, 30 under um, winning this week. So I really do like him to do well here. And he's made the cut all three times. 
and is coming off back-to-back uh, top 25s at this event. So I love Sungjae at 18 to one. And then for my next guy, course setup, uh, he's another guy who uh, just sets up so well here. Kevin Kisner, 35 to one. Another guy coming off a top 10 at Kapalua. Not going to have to shake the rust off like a, like a lot of guys. But in terms of the course setup, you couldn't think of a better one than Kisner. Uh, he kind of falls into that category of being a short but precise ball striker. That's the way he makes his money. That's the way, as you remember, he said, uh, cash is those paycheck. Nothing wrong with a, with a T12. Uh, but, uh, you know, we would like to see a couple more um, trophies in his closet in terms of the fact, well, he did win the Wyndham last year. That kind of put him on the radar for the uh, Ryder Cup. Didn't um, quite make it, but he's got a lot to prove this, this year in terms of pres- President Cup ranking and stuff like that. Um, on how he's done on this course, it's obvious how well he likes it. Uh, seven starts, he's made the cut all seven times and has three top five finishes among those starts. So uh, Kevin is leading fairways hit category and is also top 10 in greens and regulation coming to this event. So Kevin Kisner, 35 to one, I love. And then Sung Jae in 18 to one, love. Yeah, my my uh, my solo pick to win this week is is, is going to be Corey Connors at eighteen to one. I talked about this guy all day long. Between the consistency off the tee, his trending results, and past results to Sony, of course, third year in nineteen, twelfth year in two thousand twenty, doesn't seem to be a guy that that's trending more towards a win here uh, than anyone I see. So uh, my pick to win is going to be Corey Connors at eighteen to one. Let's move into these drafting lineups where I uh, hold a 1-0 lead, uh, the 2021 P- or 2022 PGA Tour season. Yeah, I had a rough week across the board. We're, you know, we're on to Seattle. We're, we're, on, to the next, <laughs> we're on to the next week here. Um, luckily, my, uh, my team, my DraftKings lineup isn't a relay race or uh, having to do anything athletic because I think they'd struggle, but I think they fit wide perfectly. I'm going with Webb Simpson. Kevin Kisner, Russell Henley, Charles Howell, Denny McCarthy, and then loving the caboose of Jim Furyk. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up against you with Kevin Na, Corey Connors, Russell Henley, Brendan Steele, Aaron Rye, then my caboose is old Sun Kanger. So uh, we'll we'll see how he uh, he rips it up around Wallaway. I feel like he's gonna be a DraftKings. Uh, Pretty good DraftKings weapon this year. He got a little inconsistent. He's uh, definitely a boomer bust type guy. Yeah, yeah. He's not afraid to make it. He's not afraid to make a twelve. Especially, (laughs) yeah. Especially last year, I I feel like I saw that a lot. Stayed away from him for the most part. Uh, And moving into my best bet led, um, you know, my best bet for this week. I already went over it. It's going to be Corey Connors over Mark Leishman at minus one hundred five. Love it. And then for my best bet, I'm doing Webb Simpson, top 10 plus 190. Past seven starts here, all top 20s. Last year, down year for him, a lot to prove. And then recent form, we're absolutely loving it with a 14th at the CJ Cup, eighth, eighth at the RSM, trending in the right direction. Like we talked about, don't exactly see him at 12 to 1 winning. I think that's a little bit steep, but absolutely love him at uh, top 10 plus 190. And that's Webb Simpson. Well, the last thing we're kind of adding here because some listeners have requested it is what we think the final score is going to be. I love Um, it. Here's my thoughts. I know the, uh, I know everyone expects, you know, low wind, 
Uh, course, uh, average score here normally being 19 under. I don't think the PJ Tour, I don't think Slugger White can afford another 30 under shootout because it's just going to print way too many articles about equipment. You know, I think PJ Tour is going to kind of have to cover USGA here a little bit in terms of that ball going too far, whatever that is. So I'm going with 24 under, and I think if it gets any lower, there's just it's just going to have going to be damage control in the offices uh, in uh, Jacksonville or West Palm. So uh, I'm going with 24 under for my winning score. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be out of control again this week, Led. I think I think the article is going to be written, the conversation is going to be had. Slugger White's going to get on a first class ticket over over to Saudi. He's ready to get over there. New VP of. Uh, of rules officials or whatever that whatever is going on over there in the uh, Premier Golf League, uh, but back to the winning score. No, I, I do think it's going to be out of control. Listen, weather looks phenomenal. Wind looks like it's going to be down in Honolulu. I'm, you know, I'm going to say 29 under is going to win this thing, uh, which would be the lowest winning score in tournament history by one. John Houston set that back in 1998 with you know. Um, and currently holds that. He won by seven shots, shot 20 and under uh, for that week. I doubt anyone listening even remembers who John Houston was. Like, what do you think? That guy has a lot of course records. Uh, I think he I, holds it at, at like three of the Innisbrook courses. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where he also has a mansion off the uh, – it's not the Snake Pit course. It's that other one. Island is the yeah. island island boys? It, yeah, it's it's the island. It's the no, it's the north course. Oh, the north because okay. you know there's an AJGA out there, and anyone who didn't get in to that AJGA, which was me every year, would go play in this other event at the north course. And John Houston had a house on like the 13th hole. And we'll since we're doing the DraftKings matchup, we might as well do a you know score picking matchup as well. So we're O and O in that category. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Going we'll start forward, that. Up. We'll definitely track that because you know that's a fun one uh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, hey, we've enjoyed it this week. Uh, a little Sony Open prep on the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Good luck to everyone this week. Led, we'll see you next week for the American, American Express at the Feed Dye Stadium course, California. So cute. Sounds good, buddy. All right, Led, take it easy. Yeah.